Welcome back to Love Letters and Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. This is a weekly podcast with new episodes every Sunday and Monday morning. The inspiration for this podcast was a desire to talk about things that our younger selves needed to hear, whether that was 30 years ago, 3 years ago, or yesterday. You are listening to a Sunday morning sobriety episode where we explore all aspects of physical and emotional sobriety. It's important to note that I'm not an expert or the final word on this topic. I created this series to share my experience, strength, and hope with anyone on the journey of physical or emotional sobriety. After listening to this episode, please make sure to subscribe on your favorite listening platform. Rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Audible. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sponsoring this podcast with a monthly donation by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at Love Letters and Mixtapes or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So... Today is a very special episode because I'm actually outside while I'm recording. I'm sitting by the banks of the Sandy River outside of Portland, Oregon. It is a gorgeous day, bright blue skies, tons of sunshine, things that never happen in Oregon. (laughs) So I wanted to record my episode outside, laying in the grass, surrounded by chirping birds with the water rushing in the background. Because that's always been the inspiration for this podcast, right? It's almost a virtual campfire. And today, I wanted to explore the topic of emotional sobriety. And I've talked about this before on this podcast. Actually, I did episode two of Love Letters and Mixtapes was focused on emotional sobriety. But I wanted to talk about it in relation to recovery and physical sobriety because I feel that so often it's this really important topic that's left out of the conversation. So what is emotional sobriety? Let's just start there. To me, emotional sobriety is the ability to meet calamity and opportunity with serenity. So the ability to meet calamity and opportunity with serenity. Let's unpack that for a second. What does that actually mean? So we always think that we only struggle when things are difficult, right? You know, we get fired, the relationship ends, we're embarking on a new journey of sobriety recovery, and that seems really difficult. And we believe that we are justified in some way in having a big reaction. And it makes sense, right? There's loss, there's grief. But what about when amazing things happen, when miracles happen, when grace moves through our lives and we have those opportunities that change our lives? How do we show up for those things? Chances are we are going to rely on the same tools that we used for calamity. And that's why talking about emotional sobriety in relation to physical sobriety and recovery is so important because as you embark on that journey, You're going to be experiencing both of those things in equal measure. You're going to be on the pink cloud of 
early sobriety and recovery maybe, and then you're going to have those low lows that come with it, really facing your feelings for the first time. There are so many different paths to recovery and to sobriety, and that's what these episodes on Sunday are all about. I really want to just touch on all of them and remind you that there is no one path to sobriety. But very often, this emotional aspect is left out of the conversation. And that's so interesting to me because I think my approach was always that it's not just about stopping something. It's not just about stopping the drug, stopping the drink, stopping the behavior. It's about starting something new. And that's where that conversation around emotional sobriety happens. Starting new things, depending on new tools, putting yourself in new situations, meeting yourself in discomfort and not reaching for the thing that you've always reached for. It's about stretching and and reaching for something new and taking the chance and allowing yourself to trust that, recognizing that that old story that happens in our lives in addiction, whatever addiction it is, whether it's food, sex, drugs, alcohol, other people, whatever you're addicted to, um, the story is that the slightest amount of pain will kill us and that it's certain death, whether that's physical pain or emotional pain. So this discussion of emotional sobriety is important because it's here that we learn to meet our edges and test those boundaries and say, is the story that I've been telling myself true? Or have I been limiting myself? Do I have more capacity? Do I have more depth? Can I experience more? Can I carry more? Can I move through more? So when I think about different avenues of sobriety or recovery, whether it's medication-assisted treatment, whether it's 12-step programs, therapy, whatever it is, I always wonder about where this conversation happens around the body, mind, and spirit. Because although, yes, for substance use disorder, if you stop using a substance or there's some level of harm reduction, that is incredible. That's a huge achievement and that's not something to be minimized. But what happens when life on life's terms continues to happen? What happens when there's a death? What happens when there's a breakup? What happens when we lose the job? What happens when we don't like what we see in the mirror? What do we rely on in those moments? So how do we go about developing these muscles, these emotional muscles and emotional tools to help us in emotional sobriety? I think it can be really helpful to reflect on the inventories, those personal inventories we do, whether you do them in a 12-step program or whether you just do them on your own. Checking in and seeing, how did I face this situation the last time it came up? What thoughts ran through my head? Was I responding or was I reacting? And what excuses did I make for myself in those situations? You know, I think one of the best lessons in emotional sobriety is the things that we justify or rationalize and how often we've talked ourselves into those situations and the real work is talking ourselves out because if we're explaining things away, 
if we're justifying, if we're constantly rationalizing our reactions, are we really witnessing them? Are we really being accountable? And I think another aspect of emotional sobriety is doing the work to walk ourselves back to a position of neutrality, especially when we are feeling our emotions get away from ourselves. Another tool that can be really helpful as we do this work in emotional sobriety is the acronym HALT. And I've talked about this acronym on this podcast before, and that's H-A-L-T. And am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? And this is one of those on-the-spot inventories that we can do in moments when our reaction or our response isn't feeling good in our body and the adrenaline's going, the mind is racing, the heart is beating, and it almost feels good because it's like an out-of-body experience, but we also know that in the past it has not brought us to good places. So by constantly bringing ourselves back with that simple acronym and checking in and saying, what resources do I have around me at this moment that could address those needs? And how differently would I approach this situation or this person or this conversation if those basic needs were met? And it sounds really simple, but emotional sobriety is not complex. You know, it can be simple but not easy because we have been so trained in our minds and in our reactions to go in another direction. So it's just about having those points, those boundaries within ourselves where we pause, stop, and do something different. And another acronym that I rely on a lot is the acronym THINK. And that is, is what I'm sharing or is the story that I'm telling myself truthful, helpful, informative, necessary, or kind? And that can also go for the stories that we're telling other people, the way we communicate with other people, the way we connect with groups, the way we show up at work, the way we show up in our families. And these acronyms, you know, they don't fix everything, but it's a really great starting point. If we're feeling like we have no tools right away, we already have two very concrete tools that we can implement in those moments to bring ourselves into a position of neutrality because we may not realize how we are contributing to those almost emotional blackouts or those emotional hangovers that we experience that feel very similar to physical hangovers. And it can be confusing because we think, well, I didn't drink, I didn't use drugs, I wasn't acting out sexually, I wasn't overeating, I wasn't overspending, so how am I in this position again? And that brings us back to how we show up in the world, how we connect, how we comprehend. And that can feel very overwhelming, but once we begin doing this work, we see how empowering it actually is to know that I have the ability to tap into some other power and channel that through me in these moments. And I'm not alone. I don't have to just rely on my fight or flight energy. And I don't have to be stuck in that survival mode that we don't even realize is survival mode, but it's how we move through the world, how we look at the world. And I can actually shift into thriving. So I actually love that I'm sitting outside, barefoot, there's a warm breeze going by, I'm surrounded by just walls of green, the sky is bright blue above me, the sun is beaming down, 
because it's such a great reminder for this topic of emotional sobriety. Because this is my perfect day, my ideal day, my ideal moment. And I can be in such an emotional state that I couldn't even experience it. I couldn't receive it, I couldn't show up, I couldn't actually be where my feet are. And that's really what this talk about emotional sobriety is. It's about bringing ourselves into alignment and knowing that everything that's going on around us and outside of us, yes, we can observe it, we can experience it, we can process it, but it's not going to change who we are at our core. And so the more we practice these exercises of emotional sobriety, if you will, and we develop those emotional muscles, we find that we can show up for those moments of calamity and opportunity with serenity. And I think I just wanted to touch on that word serenity before I close this episode, because is there a more misunderstood word in recovery than serenity? You know, I've had so many interesting conversations with friends and with sponsees about this idea of serenity and what it will look like in our lives. For me, serenity is not me being completely overjoyed. It's not everything going my way. It's not things being perfect. It's not a high high. It is that feeling of neutrality though. It's about being able to walk into a room as me and show up as me and be able to look you in the eye and it doesn't shake my equilibrium. My insides match my outsides in those moments. And that's what serenity is about. It's not about it instantly hitting you at like a lightning bolt moment of, oh, well, I've been sober this length of time and, and then I receive serenity. I do think it's about putting ourselves in those positions where that serenity could be a little bit challenged and bringing ourselves back to center over and over and over again. And that's really what the practice of meditation is. I think a lot of people think meditation is, all right, well, I sit still and I shut my eyes and I think about nothing and it's perfect for 20 minutes. I have a lifelong meditation practice. I meditate every single day and I can tell you 99% of the time my meditation practice is my mind wandering off and me welcoming it back to center. And that's all it is. And that's that muscle that develops over time. And so how do we do that in body, mind, and spirit? We put ourselves into positions where our way of looking at the world could be challenged. Positions where we have to grow. Positions where we have to give or receive love. And challenge our old stories and our old way of thinking. And begin walking towards serenity. Well, until next week, make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite listening platform. Before you close out of this episode, maybe take a moment to rate it or review it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Audible. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider being a monthly subscriber and donating to support this podcast. You can click the link in my Instagram bio or scroll down to the notes section of this episode.